Hi, welcome to this episode of Author Eke. I'm Travis Davis, your host. Tell us your story. To Author Eke, this is Travis, and I have Jane Marie today, and she is going to talk about her new book that, uh, pretty interesting, uh, little talk about Gen Z, but I'm going to let her explain it, introduce herself. So, uh, Jane Marie, take it away. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Travis. And thank you so much for creating this platform. Um, like you said, I am an author and I wrote a book called Screens in the Ego, A Meditation on Gen Z. It's a collection of short stories that artistically depict um, the situations that Gen Z is facing. Um, it It's, well, uh, one of the driving philosophical ideas behind the book is that um, mental health culture and vocabulary. Oh, let me let me back up a little bit. So sure. um, are you familiar with the idea of linguistic determinism? No. Maybe somebody okay. is. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you are, but go ahead and okay. explain it to us. Let yeah, yeah. So so the idea of linguistic determinism is that um, the vocabulary that you use to describe whatever you're describing changes the way that you understand what you're saying. Um, and one of the most famous examples of this was uh, something that Malcolm Gladwell talked about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell is like a, a economics guy that talks about weird phenomenon. And he was like, hey, um, why do Mandarin speaking people have such better math scores than the rest of the world? And he did an entire investigation. And one of his conclusions was that um, the language Mandarin is better at explaining mathematical concepts than English is because, um, for example, when you say a fraction, literally the words in Mandarin are out of five, take four. And that's easier for a younger child to understand than what, you know, four mm -hmm. fifths would be in English, right? right. So um, it's easier to learn math if you're learning math in Mandarin. Um, and linguistic determinism has always been particularly interesting for me. Um, just because I've been interested in the differences in the way my Arab grandmother talks about herself and talks about her life versus mm -hmm. the way that like the rest of yeah. the world around me talks about mm -hmm. um, themselves and their experiences. And that really culminated in me um, realizing that words like anxiety and depression and trauma and things like that um, are fundamentally expressing the same human experiences as religious words like guilt and grief and shame and sorrow. But the, the difference between those types of words is, um, that words like guilt and shame and grief and sorrow are operating within a more religious context. And they also prescribe a, like, a non-medical cause to what you're feeling. Like, if I'm saying I'm depressed, mm -hmm. um, I, it's kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's causing my depression. I have a chemical imbalance in my brain, or I need to go to therapy, or I need to take antidepressants. It's like prescribing a scientific reason for feeling sad um, that's not really like definitive. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, a, a specific idea. It's kind of like you probably, like, no one really knows why you're depressed, or you're right. depressed because of, you know, childhood. And if you use words like guilt, or or shame, or grief, you, it implies like, hey, like, um, I'm having a problem with my family, or um, the, the way that I'm behaving influences the way that I think about myself. Um, so that's, that's one of the main philosophical drives. And I, I talk about that 
in the the mm-hmm. like main story um mm-hmm. of the book which is called screens and the ego which is why the book is named screens and the ego and that story is a fictional depiction inspired by some real experiences i had where um uh, uh like where multiple people who i knew were seeking um men- mental health treatment and they mm-hmm. were like actively having worse mental health um and the the story is an artistic depiction of a character named Deep who struggles with taking too many pills in a public place, like a couple too many pills in a public mm-hmm. place, and then um, getting treated for suicide when that's not actually the case profile that she's struggling with. And let me clarify, you have to be in a lot of emotional pain to like publicly self-harm with medication. But right. um, the, the way that doctors like said, oh, you need to build self-esteem and prescribe like long-term reliance on therapists and antidepressants really exacerbated um this particular issue so that's okay. that's what one of the things i'll let you talk uh, now <laughs> no no it's not a great it's fascinating so thank you so maybe when uh you know the people don't have a spiritual uh mm-hmm. upbringing that they use terms that aren't yeah. spiritual right? yeah because they don't understand what what the spiritual word really means like guilt Right. Uh, or grief. Right. Yeah. They understand anxiety, depression, uh, toxic, you know, yeah. behavior. Well, they, that people understand that. So right. I, I, I get that. So what is your background? It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard anybody articulate it like you just did. So what's your background? Yeah. So I, I grew up in a super liberal area. Um, I grew up in a super liberal area with a super liberal family and my, my really only, my only window into religiosity is my mom's mom. Um, and, and that like is kind of reflective of the fact that like, if you're living in the urban Northeast or like California, um, most of the time people are not religious unless they are like, you know, associated with an immigrant group. So you'll have like conservative Bengali Americans living in New York, but you're not going to find like a, or any conservative like Caucasian Americans. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of the situation that I was operating in um, okay. when I started investigating these ideas. But, you know, now that I've grown up, mm-hmm. um, I definitely have been more interested in like um, reclaiming conservatism and, you know, being, um, you know, happy that I'm, I'm living in this country and things like that. Like, I'm I'm actively rejecting a lot of the things that I was taught, like in my public school, right. things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, realization hurts sometimes. You know, reality yeah. can can take you back a second to think about you know what you thought. I mean, I I, I grew up mainly in a Democrat family, Southern Democrat family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, FDR and Johnson and Kennedy and you know all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you evolve over time based on your circumstances and people you meet and things that you do uh, to mm-hmm. form how you your basis for what you believe is right or wrong or patriotic yeah. and patriotic and things like that. That's right. fascinating. So, what? So, writing a book is like it's not easy. Um, <laughs> and so, why? Why did you write? What, what was the catalyst? Did you, you just want to get your thoughts out to people to? Hey, there's alternatives or what was yeah. your, why did, what was your motivating factor? So I, I studied literature in college. 
And I was really, I was really good at it. You know, mm-hmm. I really understood what I was reading. Um, mm-hmm. I developed like a, a, a significantly higher proficiency than most of the other complet majors in both Spanish and mm-hmm. Arabic literature. So, you know, I, I was really doing that and living my life. And then um, I had wanted to get a PhD. And um, basically, I didn't know how to connect with my professors enough to get real letters of recommendation. And I didn't do very well on my thesis. And um, Mm. having a good mark on your thesis is generally a necessary prerequisite to getting into a good Mm. PhD program because you have to show that you're like a a competent researcher. I didn't know how to do that, um, mostly because I, I was having these like moral reservations with like the, the social milieu of my Mm. college. And, um, and I, like it's kind of difficult to explain to people who went to college before Trump how hysterical like my college experience was. I went into college in 2016 and mm-hmm. I, I graduated in 2020. And um, for example, like uh, like I I had multiple professors say that you know if you were grieving over the election of Donald Trump, you didn't have to turn in paperwork. Um, I had like multiple professors cry in front of our class about it, and just like. Um, about like the election of Donald Trump and then the amount of initiatives that mm. were brought forth to like purge our our campus of like the racists that right. allowed this to happen um, was uh, or like my experience as a resident advisor where like mm. my college like handpicked the race of every single person so that every single team of RAs would have well, at that's least. That's not why you go to college. You go to college yeah. for diversity to learn to, yeah. to, uh, to get in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So when yeah. you get in real life that you had to deal with uncomfortable situations yep. and different, uh, different, like I, I, I was in the army for 20 years. So I, I mean, oh, that's awesome. The people that Thanks. I had met are, you know, whether they were from New York city and they were in a platoon from somebody from Arkansas to a native American that's out of Arizona, New Mexico, to a mm-hmm. Hispanic is out of California. You're all in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a saying that says like, you know, when you talk to like your platoon, you go, oh, you know, where'd you go to school? Oh, I went to West Point and everything. Mm-hmm. And we start talking, like, you know what? You went to four years of college, you did all this stuff. And right now we're in the exact same spot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right now uh, we're in the exact same spot. Exact same yep. spot doing the yep. exact same thing. And yeah, absolutely. And um, and in your experience, like diversity was something that like made unity. Yeah. And in my experience, diversity was something that like authoritarian leftists co-opted in order to mm. control people. Um, and there really was no diversity of thought. Like I, I can honestly say that like I, I really studied hard. Um, and I read a lot. And um, I, I don't think that my uh, like perspectives really grew more in college just because there was such a, a like overwhelming social pressure to conform to this like very specific and very radical identity politics mm-hmm. liberalism um, mm-hmm. that's just like completely seized our universities. So so anyway, the I'm <laughs> this no, response I, is for writing a book. So basically, I yeah. didn't I I pulled my page the apps i mm. i wasn't going to get into a good one anyway and it's not worth it to like make no money if you're not gonna get into a good phd and i'm really really sad about it for a very long time mm. um i did this during covid and like it, covid was one of the worst times in my life because like mm. obviously i was isolated and then also like 
the the future that I thought that I had for myself was taken yeah. away. And then I had like a series of, um, you know, uh, fights with people and whatever. So exactly. it, it just, you know, it was just really right. hard. Um, and then out of the, the ashes of what I thought was my future falling apart, I realized that once I was removed from college, I could start writing these stories without a sense of like shame for, for believing these things. And I could like looking over your shoulder and say, Oh, you shouldn't write about that. That that's not, you're not conforming to ours. You're not conforming to how we want you to conform when you get out. And from COVID for me, I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I am definitely not the most intelligent person walking the face of the earth. But when the mm-hmm. government told me you need to stay inside and order food <laughs> and all this, I'm like, and you know, I'm like, oh, I got to do the 180 degree opposite of that. I can't. I, I, no, 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 no. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I live in, luckily, I live in Texas, so I got yeah. out and I started walking. And because uh, I was going to the gym before that, but I closed the gym. So I mean, you know, right. why keep right. people healthy? Uh, <laughs> so you know, I started getting out and walking, and since like May of 2020. Since I've started tracking, I've walked almost six thousand miles, and I, so I continue. That's awesome. So I continue, awesome. right? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was in the army long enough that the government says something. I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I can see as a younger individual, my son's mm-hmm. probably about the same age as you. Yep. And uh, so, you know, he was living in Washington State. Uh, then he moved to Virginia. Who's in the army and they got out. And uh so I can see as a younger person the anxiety that it can cause mm-hmm. uh by not being able to be social with people when that is your time you want to be social. Yeah. That's the time that you want to go out and meet different individuals and have different conversations, talk about the culture. You want to go visit places, you want to go you, to the uh, Arab and Spanish background, I take it, right? Yeah. So you want to go to the, you know, whether it's Egypt or yeah. Jordan, or where you want to go visit those places. Yeah. Or for Hispanic, you want to go to Mexico or El Salvador, Guatemala, whatever you want to do. Spain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so I can see that. Then, but you took, so what you ought to do, you take your book, mm-hmm. whoever gave you a bad grade in your thesis, you slap it on his desk and say, <laughs> adios, muchacho. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, make a, uh, I mean, I'm in high school. That's what I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is kind of like an, an eternal, like, you know what, you, it, it, it didn't stop me type thing. It's a motivating um, factor. Yeah. You, you turn something negative into a motivation. Yeah, I did. And for you know a young what? person your age, fan, good for you. Thank you. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, honestly, not going into a PhD program was probably mm. one of the best things that ever happened to me because I really found creative freedom by just being a freelance writer. And if I had gone into a PhD program, I wouldn't have had freedom to decide who I want to read, how I want to write. Um. If like I wouldn't have been paid well, and um, you know, it's just I would have been like you know in school literally until I was thirty. Um, and now that I have this, like I have defiance and I, I have a series of people who are letting me say what I really think. Um, and I, I think that my book actually can like, if you are a person who grew up in secular liberal America and you read my book, I think that it will help you like, like make sense of things and like order, order yourself around like, oh, this is, this is why it's important to, you know, you know, for one of the things that I say in my book, which is something that my grandma explained to me is that um, a a lot of times when people 
feel depressed and don't like themselves, you know, you, you don't respect yourself if you don't act like a respectable person. And, and that's logical. You know, if you don't yeah. act like a respectable person, then you shouldn't have good self-esteem, but you can develop a real sense of self-respect by being a human being that other, like that, that's, you know, posture their heart and service to yeah. others. And that like follows through on their promises. And if you like get up in the morning and you like do your best to, you know, not get angry at the people who are tempting you or whatever you do, then, yeah. then you can go to bed at night saying, you know, like, actually, I did try my best. And it, instead of like building a fake sense of self-esteem based on like vapid affirmations, you can actually build a real sense of self-respect based on what you did. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's something that all Abrahamic faiths have been teaching people for a while. Like you're the way you behave God cares about the way you behave, you mm. know, and, and the fate of your eternal soul um, is determined by your behavior. Mm. And like in, in secular liberal America, yes. we've um, completely divorced the idea from like self-esteem and morality. Like they're completely separate mm. things. And, and because of that, people don't know why they hate themselves. Like I, I know why you don't like yourself. It's because you don't act like a respectable right. person. Right. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah. then you wonder why people aren't, Congregating around you, right? Yeah. Or yeah. want you, or, or, or alienating you, and you can't right. figure out why. Like you know, when I, so I was in sales for a long time, and mm -hmm. you know, you get your initial meeting and everything, and mm -hmm. I, I always said, you know, if I'm going to go ask you for a million dollars, I've got to look and act like I've already gotten somebody else's million dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't go in there and you think yeah. that this is my first time I'm ever asking for money from from something I'm selling, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to be able to project yourself. So that's inner confidence that you've got to have. And you've got mm -hmm. to be able to exude that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not it's not being uh flamboyant or boisterous or obnoxious. It's <laughs> self-worth. Yeah. You've got yeah. to have self-worth. And how you get that is believing in yourself mm -hmm. and knowing that you if you want to do something, at least attempt it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That is so true. Yep. So how long did it take you to write your book? I wrote my first story in the book mm. um, back in 2018 for a writing class. Okay. Um, I wrote Screens and the Ego over the course of um, about a month uh, in the summer of 2022. Uh, Screens and the Ego, the story after which mm. the book is named. And then I wrote right. My Brother the Fanatic over the course of about a year and a half. Um, and those are the three like main main pieces in the book. I also have like a meditation on freedom, which mm -hmm. um, is more philosophical. But right, right. Um, yeah, I, I would say I would say about three years of mm -hmm. um, dedicated thinking, and then probably like a month of writing after I've really oh, wow. sorted out the ideas in my head. Oh, cool. So do you outline? Yeah, yeah I do outline. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. Can't. <laughs> you can't. I'm like, no, I tried. I, I have like a mind map program that I use to be able to map things out to make uh -huh. sure that I, if I say something, I close it up right, in the right. book somewhere. So, okay. so uh, as uh, so, Jay Maria, we we have the same publisher, so Defiance Press. Yeah. Yes, we do. So, and I actually, I actually went down to Houston and met him in person. Well, that's all I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I mean, I I, I do a lot. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm technology oriented. Uh -huh. but I don't believe everything on the internet. No. <laughs> I, right. on, I actually, I'm doing some work in Houston. Came, I said, I got to stop by and see you guys. I mean, this is right. important for me to understand who you are, you know, right. mm -hmm. working into a deal. So, yeah, so I'm 
very positive. They do allow you the literary freedom. Yeah, to, they do. Uh, and they don't guardrail you on no. what you have to put in the book or what you shouldn't. And so that gives you the freedom to really express yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what a lot of people aren't doing right now. Well, when they do express themselves, it's an anger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah it's, they do. And that's terrible. I mean, yeah. you step back and, you know, think, mm-hmm. well, you know, count to 10, whatever you got to do. You know, <laughs> so what's, uh, what's the next on the agenda? What's, uh, um, what are you working on now? Well, right now I'm interested in promoting the book. Um, I which is know, hard. That's that that is the hardest part. That uh, is the hardest part. Writing. That is well, like you said, I'm really, really, really happy that Defiance has created this platform for mm. people like me and you because mm. it is really difficult to find a publisher who will stand by you if you're trying to like speak the truth. Um, obviously, like all publishers at like. Like the only thing worse than being a writer who is unpublished is being a writer who lost their publisher's money or gave their publisher a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of publishers will absolutely not stand by you if your book creates a controversy on Twitter or something like that, that um, damages the reputation of the publisher or the other books. Because Mm -hmm. because the argument that, you know, authoritarian leftist people are making is that by publishing a book with a controversial opinion, you're actually, um, you know, propagating, uh, propagating institutional racism. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All those things. Yep. So, so they'll hold everybody who's accountable, everybody who's associated with that press accountable for that one Mm -hmm. person's thought. And it's not, you know, and, and that's such a far cry from like the original idea of freedom of speech, which yeah. um, is like, hey, you know, I, I don't agree with what you say, but I believe in your right to say it. Yeah. Um, like that's that's we're so far away from that. Um, and uh, like culturally, we're far away from that. And it's taking like mm-hmm. individual resistance movements like Defiance Press to be like, yeah. you know what, like, you know, maybe maybe you and I don't agree on something, but like I absolutely believe in your right to write your book. And exactly. I, I would assume that you think that about me, too. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I found it in him you know, genuine, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, certain values that I kind of like, uh, yeah. that, that, you know, I, think I don't force I, on anybody, but I, you know, it's just, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that you and I agree on a lot of yeah. stuff too, but yeah. like in the event that we disagreed, we would still believe in freedom of speech as a tenant above like of course. other, right. You're right. And, and that's yeah. something like freedom of speech is under attack and defiance is like a giant, a, a yeah. giant like barrier that they're going to have to cross because yeah i agree i mean i'm i'm, I'm all for you know constitution declaration of independence all the amendments uh yeah. to the yeah. i mean that's what i spent the first 20 years of my adult life 17 to 37 okay. years old right uh doing so i yeah. believe in that stuff so I, you, you can have your opinion mm-hmm. well, i don't have to you know i don't have to agree with yeah. it but I'll, I'll let you have it you have yeah. but you got to your mind too yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're gonna have to care mine too. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, yin yang, give and take a little bit. Yeah. So and and thank you for your service. That's really oh, wonderful. thank you. I had a good time. Um, <laughs> so uh, so you hit on something that's critical. I think a lot of authors don't realize it is writing the book as as tough as that is. The really hard part is getting it out to people who can see it. Unless you have your own TV show, right? Yeah. Um, and then you can write a book of crap and people would buy it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I think that is that's the hardest part. So, how do you market? What have you found, or what are you finding? Or uh, I mean, I could tell you what I've done and tell everybody else what I'm trying to do. So, what have you 
thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I, what have I thrived in? I'm not sure if I've thrived in anything yet. Um, but I, I'm trying to attack it from a number of angles. The first thing is, um, appearing on podcasts mm-hmm. like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to get a couple podcasts under my belt such that yeah. I am able to, uh, proposition podcasts with a, a larger audience. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, I have a list of journalists who are, um, interested in, uh, you know, reporting on culture issues. And I'm going right. to position my book as, as something that, um, you know, is, uh, is commenting on the culture in a, um, in a way that like is worthy of your attention type thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, email journalists. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to appear on podcasts. Originally I was trying to do social media, but, Unfortunately, um, I, I'm kind of traumatized by social media. Um, <laughs> like I, I really can't deal with anything with a like button. I, I do have, um, a YouTube and I'm, uh, I'm starting a TikTok. Oh, one of the things I did that was unique. I paid an animator to do a, a book trailer for me. So oh, nice. when, yep. Yeah, so when I talk to, um, uh journalist well, send it to people. me or send me a link and i'll put it in the link in the podcast okay awesome yeah, sounds like a plan yeah, yeah. yeah i'll do that yep um i, I do the same i do the same i, I create my own uh trailers uh oh, that's awesome for it and uh so I, my son okay he's all you know he, he's all the technology and stuff but yeah. he's oh you gotta try to look at this stuff and i go oh that's, it's ai so mm. put a text that generates uh the video but of course you can switch out the videos because it's just it, it's not a hundred percent, but it's cool. Could you do it? You know, one minute, minute and a half trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. But and I do that um, for the book, and I'll try different ones, right? Yeah. Different ones because A B testing, what they call it, right? That's mm-hmm. why I do that. But um, I do. I think it's important to uh, book signings, right? Like yes. you're in Michigan, mm-hmm. so you could. There's a program that you can go to the. Uh, what's it? What's uh Grocery store up there. Uh, Wagman, not Wagman. Um, there's a big grocery store in, uh, uh, or, uh, Michigan. Maynard, uh, or something like that. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. So you can actually have your book signings in there. Mm-hmm. I'll send you, I'll send you a link to, to talk to a guy that gets you where you do your book signings. That's just, they'll, they'll scan your book and they pay for it at the, at the uh, cashier and they'll send you a check. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, right. Book yeah. signings are a big deal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Book signings are great. Um, any pre-existing network that yes. you have or I have is um, yeah. definitely something that we can work off of. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm still in the process of trying to see which of the networks that I've created are going to be interested in this book because, for example, I I was part of like a sorority and then also a professional fraternity in college, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure if those types of organizations are going to be interested in my book. Um, because, you know, my book does present whatever issues it presents and it, right, it presents right. it in a really unapologetic way. So, you know, it's. You have to um, apologize for your beliefs. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to apologize. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Ridiculous. No, I mean, there's a lot of. So, I mean, I've tried like, you know, Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do a little Instagram. I have, I have a TikTok too, but I do like stupid stuff on there. But, but I, what mm-hmm. I do is I'll have uh, product placement. Mm-hmm. So I'll do like oh. a grilling thing and I'll mm-hmm. have my book where they can see my book. Oh, that's or, awesome. Yeah. Or I'll say, oh, you know, I'm reading my book. And I'm like, oh, let me grill something, put the book down. People see it, they'll, you know, do the grill. So okay. it's all that. I don't want to 
just inundate people. You know, blah, 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 blah. I want to be able yeah. to uh, think, oh, like, hmm, what is that? Right? That's, like, yeah, like yeah. Seinfeld has Superman everywhere, right? Every episode of um, Seinfeld has something about a super character, superhero. Yeah. Yep. You know? so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's subliminal. That's uh, that's very sophisticated. That's that's some well, high level marketing that. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the word out. But uh yeah. so I do that. Um again, I get my podcast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I I do you know the Kroger thing, I do a library, and every every place in my books are actual places. So uh-huh. what I'll do is I'll contact the places if they're in the United States, mm-hmm. in like Russia or wherever. But uh, and I'll say, hey, I'll put you in a book. How about a book signing? Yeah. So there's a place in Manassas, Virginia, Centerville, called Eavesdrop Brewery. Uh-huh. And it's a, if you ever get there, it's beautiful. I mean, there's outdoor, you drink beer. It's very, it's, it's so diverse and it's so fun, right? And so I put it in my book. And I said, well, what a better place when you have your mission to go relax. Yeah. So I put it in the book. And so I reached out to him. My son lives close to there. I reached out to him. And I said, how about a book signing? They go, yeah. So I had a book signing there. And then I'm going to have another one. And mm-hmm. I'm working on a winery in California. Um, so it, it, it just, you you got to get the name out because today, I mean, there I don't know how many books are published every month on Amazon, but it's a yeah. lot. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. True. So, so what would you give any young artist, mm-hmm. you know, writing's the art. What would mm-hmm. you what would you kind of advice would you say somebody who said oh, I got an idea but I don't know. Yeah, um I I would say one I I let me let me first comment on the fact that you use real locations in your book. That's super mm-hmm. cool. I love that. That's um that's that's super interesting because if someone gets really interested in your book, then they can go to the location and feel like, you know, and feel like or they're the in team. the book. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. Um, so in terms of other artists, um, so yeah, one of the things that I've had to reconcile with, by the way, like going, I'm comparing this not to like being an influencer, but to what I would have done if I had gone into a PhD program and absolutely no one reads academic papers except other academics. Mm -hmm. So the, the most, um, the, the most success I've had is you know, pre-existing people in my writing community who are interested in, you know, writing books. And I've provided like a lot of workshopping help for them and their ideas. So in return, they're going to write a review of my book um, or something like that. <clears throat> um, if you have someone, by the way, if, if you're interested in like, like this is for all of your listeners, mm-hmm. if you're an author and you're interested in me reviewing your book, I love reviewing books. And well, I, I really, yep, I, I absolutely love it. I'm, you know, a, a voracious reader. And I, uh, I generally will not like, like, I will see the value of what you're trying mm-hmm. to say, you know, like, there's some mm-hmm. like, reviewers that kind of get a kick out of being a troll. And <laughs> I like, That's I'm, funny. I'm, but it's right. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I that was I'm a trigger. Very... That was a trigger. That was microaggression. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was my microaggression. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, if, so if you're within the like writing community and mm-hmm. you're interested in like, um, cause I got, I got one of my friends to, uh, write a review for me 
Mm -hmm. Uh, and this was just like someone who I randomly started talking to on a plane who has done like a lot of like movie and TV reviews for like, yeah, it's, um, it's like a, like a blog where you like Mm -hmm. go on and Mm -hmm. do it. It's, um, it's for, uh, um, it's mostly for, uh, I, I don't have to we'll we'll talk about that later because i didn't ask yeah. him if i could talk about this in yeah, this yeah, podcast right. but yeah. um but yeah uh having someone who's really good at understanding literature writing a review engaging with your material and then trying to publish it on literary blogs mm-hmm. um you get much less success um if for example you say hey can you like read my 100 page book but if you get someone you know a professional connection mm-hmm. who's working within literature to read your book yeah. engage with it yeah. write a thousand word review and then say hey magazine which reviews books you know mm-hmm. i i have a review for this person's you know book and i'm you know i i uh, and also like you have to know how to review books because when you review books, you have to like say positive things and then also say some negative things and, you know, go back and forth. So, so if you can get people to write Mm. reviews, then you can try to leverage those, those magazines and blogs and book reviews that, that allow you to submit. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I I do. So what I'm, what I'm going to start doing on the 16th of June is I'm going to start doing a newsletter, a monthly newsletter. Oh, cool. Um, because what I did in my books, I created a team and that team has a mm-hmm. persona on the internet of their mm-hmm. own. And, um, so they're going to come out with a week, uh, a monthly newsletter. So I, I'm thinking I would like to include you in a section for writing. Uh, cause I, I don't know how to write. So, uh, <laughs> writing, yeah. writing tips. Yeah. And then the, that get your name out, link you. I would love stuff. to do that. Yeah. So where I can people get a hold of you now? I mean, I, you know, yeah. your book Wait. I know is on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. They can, uh, the book is going to, um, drop on Amazon July okay. 11th. Um, they can reach me at my website, janemarieallray.com. Um, okay. I also have a professional email, studios at protonmail.com. That's public and I, I check it pretty frequently. So if okay. you're interested in, um, getting a book review or assigning, I love helping authors, especially authors that are interested in bringing a new idea that, you know, other people have tried to shame or silence, you know, but, I'm particularly interested in that. <laughs> but I do have something for the, well, for the listeners, I don't, I don't have anything for, but mm-hmm. for the people v- viewing a, a video that mm-hmm. I'm going to show you the cover mm-hmm. of a book that's going to be released in just shape. Mm-hmm. One month? Listen. Yeah. Month. One month. Yep. All right. So everybody mm-hmm. close your eyes. So, uh, that, that's great. I mean, I, I, I like, um, when I talk to people like you, I know there's a future for America and I know it's not <laughs> what you see on TV all the time. Right. So that's good. That's good. So, and I think that's even proliferating, uh, <laughs> to folks, um, yeah. as they, you know, kind of get out of the blinders and blindfold and talk to, mm-hmm. you know, folks like you, I mean, no, to me, they're not going to listen to me. So, so but folks like you and, and so I think that's important, but really proud that you, you know, you sat down, you wrote a book. It's not an easily compliment. Evidently, you're, you're skilled in literary and writing and stuff. So that's great. And you put it to use your college education. Yay. I mean, good. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> Parents much. Parents should be proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. So is there any, any questions for me, Amrita, or anything? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, well, first, um, when I talk to people like you, I'm always really, mm-hmm. you know, happy that there's still people who, 
um, are interested in fighting these same fights. Um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, there is an entire like culture and community of people who are interested yeah. in like preserving things like freedom of speech. Um, yeah. and, uh, my, my biggest question for you is, uh, when I get to review your book. So that's, well, I'm going to have to send you one. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I, do. I got a couple. Okay. So I just started writing, uh, in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And I've oh, awesome. got two books out and I'm writing my third now. Wow. And they're thrillers, uh, suspense, espionage, total fiction. I have to tell people they're fiction. I mean, <laughs> which means that good fiction. You got to tell right. them it's fiction. Right, right. <laughs> I think it's real. So right. that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some, but we'll get off, off here and I'll get your. Your contact and bring your address up and uh, send you a book, sign book and stuff. So, no, I think it's great. Um, so I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy, <laughs> but I really want to appreciate. And folks, when the book comes out, uh, I'll do a, a, a social media blast of it. Let you guys go out there and check it out. Podcast here to be in a couple of weeks. We'll try to almost link it, I think, with your book launch. Okay, which awesome. would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. That would be so we do that. And so, uh, you know, I want to thank you uh, very much for taking the time uh, to the author Ecke, which, by the way, is German for corner. For author corner. corner. Author oh, corner. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I've never taken German. That's super cool. Good no, for I speak you. German. It's hard to come up with names these days. Everything's taken, so you got to come up with something like, oh, what is this? What does that mean? Oh, my goodness. Maybe <laughs> That's so cool. That's really yeah. awesome. Well, thank you. So, yeah. So, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. And again, thank you very much for what you're doing and, and how you're illuminating people. Thank That's you. Great. Thank, thank you, you so much, Travis. Thank you. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me uh, stop this. I'm going to stop it real quick. I'll, I'll edit all this out anyway. Okay. Get my glasses back on. Yeah, I'll end all this mumbo jumbo out. I want to stop sharing. I want to stop. Hey, thank you for listening. Join us next week for another episode of Author Eke. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye.